Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and the clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Jim Cahoy from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview with Dr. Nicole Bozek. Thanks for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today, we will be discussing the audiology hereditary hearing loss panel. We will be discussing this with Dr. Nicole Bozek. Before we get started, Dr. Bozek, could you provide our listeners with a little bit about you and your background? Of course. Thanks, Jim. I am one of the co-directors of the Genetics and Genomics Laboratory at Mayo Clinic, and my expertise really is focused on both rare and common hereditary disorders. I have spent all of my career so far really focused on diagnosing these rare hereditary disorders and trying to classify variants associated with these different conditions. With this focus in mind, I have a vast knowledge in how patients spend many, many months, which can turn into years, really trying to find an answer for their underlying genetic conditions. So as a laboratory director, it is really my goal to try to develop and employ genetic testing that can help these patients really find answers as quickly quick as possible so the patient and their provider can switch from trying to find a diagnosis to finding management and treatment for the patient so they can continue on their diagnostic journey. Thanks, Dr. Bozek. Let me ask you about giving a brief overview of this particular test. You know, there's a fair amount of genetic hearing loss tests out there. Why did we decide to develop this one here at Mayo? We decided to design this test here at Mayo Clinic for several different reasons. One of the main reasons is because hearing loss affects many individuals in the United States and is just really important to establish a diagnosis for these patients. And another reason is because we have the opportunity to work with Dr. Scamenti. She's a physician here at Mayo Clinic focusing on both genetics and hearing loss. And we were able to partner with her to custom design this test. And that was just such a fantastic experience to be able to work hand in hand with a clinician to pick the genes that we thought were most relevant to test all patients who have a suspicion of underlying genetic hearing loss. Dr. Brosa, can you tell me a little bit about the process that actually went into developing the test, the different research and that sort of thing that went into it? Yeah, definitely. So as I mentioned, we worked with Dr. Scamenti to pick the gene list, and we were really lucky that we were able to develop a custom reagent. So this test uses next-generation sequencing, which is a technology that focuses on sequencing many different pieces of DNA at the same time. And we used a custom capture reagent, which means we we're able to really focus on the genes we are most interested in and build up certain areas so we could get the best results as possible in these regions. So that's some of the unique advantages of this test specifically. And in addition to that, we were able to look at certain areas that maybe didn't perform as well and backfill with all sorts of additional technologies to make sure that every single gene that we chose with the partnership of Dr. Scamenti was covered very well so we could give the best results to the patients. So let me get just to the need that our hearing loss test 
needs. Uh, you know, as we, you know, I've said, there are other hearing loss tests in the market. Mm -hmm. What specific need do we meet with this particular test? In general, hearing loss affects many individuals in the United States. Some of the statistics include two to three children per thousand born in the United States have some sort of hearing loss. Um, and depending really at what age you're diagnosed with hearing loss, 50 to 80 percent of individuals actually have an underlying genetic cause to their hearing loss. So the needs of this specific test is really trying to find what caused the hearing loss in these patients. And this has a lot of value because knowing the underlying genetic cause can impact the medical management for the patient, including what treatments that are necessary to possibly help with their hearing loss. And this test specifically here at Mayo Clinic, we focused a lot on conditions that might be syndromic as well. So that means that in addition to the hearing loss, these patients might have other features of their condition. And so with this test, we are able to possibly alert the provider that there are other things that need to be medically managed in addition to the hearing loss. So we're really hopeful that with this test, we can help provide that information to both the patient and the provider. So management can be pursued as soon as possible. When we're talking about patients, what kind of patients should this mm -hmm. test be used on? This in general is really focused on individuals as soon as they're born, so newborns, children, teens and adolescents, really up to the age of 55 years. And the reason that we're really suggesting those age groups is because this testing can be performed really as soon as hearing loss is established. And, you know, a lot of times these are the age groups in which hearing loss is identified either through newborn screening, babies are tested to see if there's any sort of hearing loss, and then often through early childhood development and into childhood, there's a lot of screenings going on for hearing loss, either within the school system or as patients go to their well child visits for children. And so once hearing loss is suspected um, and then confirmed, this test can fill in to help see if there's a diagnosis that can lead to more specific management. How are these results used in patient care? And what I mean by that is when you're talking about the downstream management of the patient, what are some of the different treatments that can result from the use of this test? Obviously, there are a few different ways to manage patients with hearing loss. There are different opportunities such as cochlear implants that can be utilized to help patients who have different types of hearing loss have the ability to hear. There's also the development of teaching individuals and family members sign language. So all of these things are really important to initiate really as early as possible because language is such an important part of everyday living. So as soon as these decisions can be made and children or your newborns or young individuals can start on this management, it can have huge impacts in their life. But as I had mentioned previously, many of these different conditions that we test for can have other organ system involvement, which can mediate management as well. So one of the syndromic conditions we test for, for example, is something called Usher syndrome, where in addition to hearing loss, which is identified very 
early on often in these patients' journey, they eventually can present with retinitis pigmentosa, which leads to vision loss. So it's important to establish this early on because that might change how you would manage these patients. You might not pursue different modalities such as sign language because they are going to have vision loss eventually. So it's just important to establish these things really early on because it can really change how these patients are managed over time so the best management can be pursued for these individuals. Thank you, Dr. Bozak. That's a great example. So let's talk about alternative genetic tests that are out there. Um, for example, I, I know Harvard has a very good test. I hear good things about the University of Iowa test. I know GeneDx has a hearing loss test. How does our test compare to some of these tests that are out there right now? As you mentioned, probably one of the most well-known tests out there in the hearing loss space is the test from Harvard Partners, the Otogenome. And the reason we brought on our test is because we think that in addition to testing for non-syndromic hearing loss or individuals who only have hearing loss, we think that there are a lot of individuals who the hearing loss is only a small part of their genetic picture. There are other features that these patients may have and they fall into the syndromic hearing loss bucket. The difficult thing is sometimes these can be very difficult to assess clinically, especially if they present at the newborn stage or the other features can be very subtle. And so we decided to add a lot more of these types of genes to our panel, really to help the ordering provider be able to identify these early. We thought this was important not only because these can be difficult to recognize, but as testing continues to become more mainstream and individuals outside of geneticists are ordering these tests, it might help them identify syndromes that they might not be familiar with or be easily recognizable for providers who aren't trained maybe in dysmorphology or other areas. So we just thought that this was an important piece and wanted to include it on our panel in comparison to some of the other panels that are available on the market today. Thank you. And Dr. Bozak, I wanted to ask you a follow-up question. You may have answered this, but I just want to drill down into it a little bit more. Where in the patient's journey would this test be used? I know it's a diagnostic test and not a screening test, but could you expand on that a little more for me? I am not one of the individuals in the clinic, so I might not always have the best answer here, but I think really once hearing loss is diagnosed. So individuals might have a screening test or have some underlying suspicion that hearing loss may be present. So maybe they had the newborn screen that identified hearing loss or maybe family members are starting to be suspicious that hearing loss might be present or there could be language delay in a young child. Obviously there should be clinical follow-up that would start to look at whether hearing loss might be the cause. And once these patients have had different maybe audiological exams to identify that hearing loss is present, I think at that point when the provider is suspecting hearing loss and they think it might have an underlying genetic cause, that would be the time that this test should be ordered. Dr. Bosek, I think those are the questions I had for you. I, I really wanted to thank you for talking with me today about this test. It sounds very, very exciting. Great. Thank you so much, Jim. It was great chatting with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.